Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the next episode of the uh, Office Carnage Odyssey. I think we're calling it. Um, it's a 1977 public information film called Have a Good Day, Dear. But the, the, the trick is, the twist is, you will not have a good day because you are walking into an office death trap. Mm. And for 15 minutes, this film is going to show you why you are almost certain to die if you uh, don't conduct yourself properly within the 1970s office. And um, <laughs> casual sexism, which we encountered last time, is one of the lesser. It's the, it's the least of, of your worries in terms yeah. of physical harm. Yeah, the fellow who de- deployed the casual sexism has come to no harm as yet. As yet, Don but Brennan. The, the good thing about this is it plays a little bit like an episode of Casualty because you know yeah. there's shit coming, but you don't know where it's coming from and yeah. who it shall befall. Exactly, and yeah, it, so it keeps. So at this stage of it, it's quite sort of intriguing, isn't it? Mm. Well, what what's happened is we've we've switched away from Don Brennan and his terrible, terrible conduct. Um, Office we've cunt. Got, we're, at, yeah, we're at the um, we're at the uh, the section where a woman is late for work. She's dashed past the commissioner. She pushes the buttons of the lift. Which, of course, last time led to us doing a solid 15 minutes on pressing buttons <laughs> rather than looking at the subject matter. But that's fine. So it's 10 past nine in the morning. She's 10 minutes late. She's pushing the buttons. The lift doesn't come. Um, and meanwhile, upstairs, George, the postman, has been pushing his trolley around delivering the post. Uh, but, oh, no, what's happened? George has dropped some mail from his trolley. And the woman who was talking to him and wanted to know if there was anything on the trolley for her, she uh, she bends down to help help pick it up. I hope she's using the correct lifting deployment method. Bend your knees, back straight. Yes, which we come to later on. Did you have training on that in any of the jobs that you did? So I remember no, training. not official training, but I remember moving office once at a job I had, and um, someone who, who was just like my line manager. She said to me, mm. she she taught me that. But it wasn't her job and the training wasn't official. She just said, look, there's a load of these boxes. Make sure you fucking... And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's about 1990, yeah, 1993. What are you talking yeah. about? I don't know how to pick a thing up. 
I won't pause yesterday, you know. Right? And she said, no, no. You have to bend your knees. Like, no, if I see something, what needs to it up? Knees. I just grab, I grab it with my hands and whoop, up it comes. <laughs> and they're like, she's like, no, you silly cunt. And, um, but what happened then was, like, I was moving a filing cabinet, right? Because I was sitting in the build-up to so I was thinking, what's the worst injury I've had in an office? And, like, there was a filing cabinet and, you know, they hang... They hang in those, like, they're like uh, metal kind of... No, they're like cardboard files with metal yeah. hooks at the top. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. And so what I thought was, I thought, I'll empty all of these fucking files out of the filing cabinet. That way, it'll be easier to move the cabinet itself. It'll be lighter, right? And then I thought, I'll worry about them fucking files later. And I'll I, just put them in a pile, I'll put, a file pile. I'll put them in a file pile and hopefully people will just forget about them that they ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice that I haven't moved them to the new office. I'm going to go a long way in this job, <laughs> right to the top. I fucking lifted up all these metal files all in one go, all these mm. files from the filing cabinet, and then I slit like, it was about 10 of them all filled with loads of paper. So obviously I get them up and then... They slip. I lose my grip. And one of the metal hooks slashes all the way down my inner forearm. You see? There you go. Right. And there you go. It was really... It was, a, it was a scar pretty much from, like, the bottom of my wrist down to my elbow, but on the inside, like so. Yeah. I'm showing Andy Fucking now. Fucking hell. And it was... He's showing me now. It was, ble- it was bleeding quite badly. Right. And... Yeah. Um, but I carried on. It, it could have needed a stitch, and there was a, a light scar yeah. there for some years afterwards. I believe it's gone now. So it just goes to show, I've been on the front line of uh, office danger, and it, were, it wasn't a carnage. pleasant place mm. to be. And no one said, go and get it disinfected or stitched up. They said, keep fucking moving, cunt. Mm-hmm. Wrap a towel around it, keep going. There wasn't like an office nurse you could go and visit or anything Nothing like that. Nothing like that, no. I don't even know if there was mm. a medical kit. Don't know. I never saw a medical kit. This is in the early 90s. Later on, by the time of my last office jobs, they, health and safety had become more of a thing. And there was there's even now in every workplace, I believe, I don't know if it's like legally required, but most places have a mental health first aider. And you can do oh, right, a, a yeah. mental health first aid course. So mm. you can go over and say, you see someone looking a bit down in the dumps, you go over and you go, are you all right? Do you know, are you feeling a bit sad today? And they go, no, I'm fine. They go, are you sure? I know you did look a little bit like you had the hump about something. Well, of course I've got the hump. I'm at work, aren't I? It's shit. I know <laughs> I what you mean. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, shall I come make a nice cup of tea? No, thank you very much. I know, I will, I'll make a cup of tea. I'll tell you what, I'll put a spoonful of sugar in it because that might pet you up a bit. Look, I've got these files that need to be sorted by 11pm. Uh, no, no, I can't move your files for you. I'm the mental health first aider. I'll make a cup of tea now if you want <laughs> with a nice sugar in it. You remember uh, that? I think it was Mary Poppins, wasn't it? A spoonful of sugar <laughs> makes the medicine go down the medicine. Sam, could you, why are you singing? I'm doing a mental health first aid to so mind your own fucking business. This geezer could top himself if you're not careful. I've got to sing to him, ain't I? When I was a kid, I used to just eat sugar. I'd have a spoonful there and again because I fancied it. And you, you know should what? do that. You know why you shouldn't. It'd cheer me up no end. 
because I'll be sitting around the house dead bored. And I feel quite low about myself because my dad never paid me any compliments and ever I was quite mean. And I'd be feeling quite sad and my self-esteem be rock bottom. And in the end, all I'd do is I'd go and get a bowl of sugar and start eating it like it were fucking cool. <laughs> really good. And it would give me an absolute rush. I'd feel wonderful. But then half an hour later, I'd feel very cheerful and I'd cry. And then I'd just go to sleep. Anyway, would you like to try it? No, I would not. <laughs> Was your dad ever mean to you? I don't... It's none of your business what the, the relationship I shared with my father. Irrelevant. Well, it, it, you have to tell me because I am the official mental health first aider. <laughs> so if you don't tell me, I'll report you to HR. <laughs> <laughs> for non-conformism I don't want to because that would make your mental health crisis even worse probably <laughs> I don't have a mental health crisis you've come up to me well, at, least I, this is complete, at least I didn't this is completely unsolicited <laughs> ah well there there I tell you what I'll give you a cuddle and I won't grasp you to HR this once but why don't you pop in an email what your dad was like to you when you were a kid. Take your own time about it, but you do have to tell me or I will grasp you. Anyway, God bless. All the best. <laughs> Another great day's mental health first aid done by Sam. <laughs> I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably saved his fucking life today, thanks to me. Good job someone's keeping an eye on office morale. <laughs> office morale. Who's <laughs> the mental health officer in this podcast? Then is it you or me? Uh, it's it's you actually, mate. Yeah, so you better <laughs> you better be, um, yeah. you better keep up to speed on it because sometimes there's new yeah. innovations, so you have to redo your course every couple of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and have your fucking sugar when we finish this. <laughs> mental health number one. <laughs> have you given your staff enough sugar today? <laughs> mental health basics in the office number one remember your staff need sugar to stay energized and upbeat always keep sugar in a bowl and easily accessible to all of your staff number two massive ball have you sung a song to the saddest members of your team today make it from a popular musical such as mary poppins or grease <laughs> <laughs> oh, grease lightning, going down the highway now. Grease lightning, oh, grease lightning. <laughs> there was, there, aren't there some companies that have an office song that they all sing at the beginning of the day? Wasn't that a oh thing for a while? Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm going to put office song into Google and see what comes up. Oh, it's just the theme tune theme from The Office, the American version. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was a thing for a bit. Office song. And everyone have to sit together, sit together and sing first thing on a Monday morning, sing get, the song. Get fucked. Mm, fucking hell. Some weird shit going on. Thank God for self-employment, working from home. Fuck me, yeah. Um. So what's happened? Yeah, so this woman's bent down to help George pick the mail up. The late woman is running up the stairs, barges past someone else in the corridor who then drops a folder. Oh. It's all kicking off here. Well... What were we just talking about? Dropping folders. Very dangerous. Dropping folders. Then she's going to have to pick them pick them up. She'll have to bend her back. Not bend her back. Keep her back straight. It's the other one, isn't it? Keep the back straight. Bend the knees. So much stuff going on. So she just pushes the glass door open to get into the office. Right into the fucking face of the woman who's on the ground. Fucking Picking it. up the letters. It's horrific. And there's a freeze frame just 
of the moment of impact <laughs> as the glass is about to smash all over a beautiful face. A pretty a beautiful face. 1970s office worker face. <laughs> um, and the caption just says, have a good day, dear. Oh, ho, ho. oh <laughs> that's so horrible, isn't it? Isn't it just... We have some, um, for, not for the the last time in this, we have some very chilling music. Um, I'm just trying to get to the bit where she's just had her face smashed. There it is. We have some chilling music as we look across. Um, here it comes. Up the stairs. Very echoey staircase. Smash, echo, have a good day, dear. And then there's a chilling music, isn't it? This. Looks like something from a Hitchcock film. It's filmed like a Hitchcock film as well. In Britain, each year, there are more than 5,000 serious accidents in offices. Cinematography's great. It's brilliant, isn't it? Really good. It's done properly. Uh, it's done on have film. You, what, what minute are you at, mate? Because I'm trying to work out That's where... three minutes, 15 Okay. I'm a bit ahead and here. Says, I've just seen something wonderful, but we'll get to it. In Britain, there are 5,000 serious accidents in offices each year because we allow them to happen. Because people are um, stupid and selfish. We don't believe there is danger, so we don't look for it. Um, well, I think it's sometimes good not to look for danger. Yeah, is it? Yeah, because, I mean, look, danger <laughs> sometimes is going to find you. But why go around thinking about it? If not, you become like my old neighbour, Margaret, and she was an agoraphobic, and she wouldn't go out yeah. the door because she was thinking too much about danger all the time. Do you know what I mean? And then before she knew yeah. it, she was stuck in. And one time, we had a deal with the neighbours that if any of us got locked out, they'd let us through their house into their back garden so we could climb over the fence and break in the back door, right? That's and good. That was something that we did a lot. And it was just one of our, but all because all the houses were terraced, you could actually go to any neighbour because all the gardens were like one long strip, just with a little mm. wire fence in between each house. So you could get it from any house, but you generally go for the house next door. So my preferred option was always Spencer and Margaret's house next door, right? Right. Because on the other side, Terry and Stacey, they were out at work usually. I knew Margaret yeah. would be in. She's a housewife. I knock on the door. I could see her through the glass. And I'm like, Margaret, it's me, Sam, from that door. Let me in. I've like, got my key again, in I? And she's just standing in the hallway looking at me. And she was not answering the door. She'd known me since I was a little kid, tiny. And she wouldn't let me in. It's because she was an agoraphobic. So she was always oh. thinking too much about danger. And she, it was probably think, films like this that had wound her up about it. She'd got so... Because, you know, of course there's danger. You go out and get fucking hit by a bus tomorrow, today. You know, well, it's like if you, if, if you do live and work at home or uh, housebound for being agoraphobic or you don't have a job or, or your housewife or whatever, mm. BBC One on a morning is not the place to be because it's wall-to-wall programmes about crime and about danger and about fraud. Yeah. Um, I was watching one this morning about how to um, secure your online banking to avoid um, being hacked or yeah. being conned mm. by these people who ring you up. And if you, if you just sit watching that stuff all morning, you're just going to be living in absolute abject terror. Exactly. You just sit it's a culture of fear we're living there's, in. There's, there's always people up to no good everywhere. Jalapeño. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Jalapeño. And you also have to just sort of remember, I tell my kids, most people are good. Most people are, you know, most people mm. are just decent. And you have to bear that in mind. Yes, they're a little bit cunts. thick, a <laughs> yeah. lot of them, but yeah. they mean well. Yeah, exactly. Not all of them have the best record collections, that's true. But that yeah. ain't everything. Some of them might even be Millwall. But you've got to treat people as you find them. A lot of them are racist, <laughs> but ultimately they, they're, they're not they're going to do you any harm, especially because you, you're white. Most so. people just aren't trying to, like, trick you. I don't think. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're not. But um, but what, what was your theory? Of, are you clicking something? No. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your theory? Danger will find you. Is Danger that what you will said? find you if it wants to. <laughs> and so whether you worry about it or think about it or not makes no odds. Uh-huh. If it wants to yeah. find you, it'll find you. There's no point trying to avoid it or be careful. Nah, you're wasting time. If the danger's going to yeah, come, it's going to come. Deal you. with it when it comes. Yeah, I suppose that's 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 a viewpoint. Don't I seek guess. it out. Don't seek danger out unless you like that sort of thing. Lots of people do, don't they? Well, I went um, to see my shrink once, and he prescribed me some um, innovative anti-anxiety pills. This is a few years ago, and I said, "Oh yeah," and he goes, and he went to me like this. Yeah, I mean, these people have only just worked out they work for anxiety. They were meant, they were invented for something else. He went, but some people, he goes, uh, some people, they get a buzz off them. They'll do a handful of them, then get on their motorbike and go down the A3 at fucking 100 miles per hour because it's the only way they can get a thrill. And I'm sitting there thinking, what are you telling me this for, you nutter? You know I'm insane. Like, what are you fucking telling me about the way in which I can abuse this fucking medicine you've just fucking prescribed me? I think me? you'd be all right, though. I think you'd probably be all right. You know what they're actually for, don't you? Cow abortions. Yeah. Yeah, weird, so, isn't it? You know, so you're not pregnant, are you? No, I'm only joking. You're not a cow, so it don't matter either way. No, take these. I'll see you right. But whatever you do... Just take one, like I told you. Don't be doing old fistful of the cunts and then going down the motorway on a motorbike because some people have done that and it ain't ended well. Anyway, all the best. Oh, Here's oh. your prescription. <laughs> Read the label. Stick to the instructions. You'll be all right. Fucking <laughs> hell. Remember to have a decent breakfast as well. Don't take it on an empty stomach. Sorry. I forgot to tell you that. Oh. He shouted that out the window of the, of the, of the mental home as I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boy, well, have a proper have a sandwich, bacon sandwich, egg sandwich, proper breakfast. You know, no muesli, nothing like that. All the best. 
I mean, I was watching a documentary on the channel that I keep talking about, That's TV. Yeah. That I mentioned last last time. And they have uh, documentaries about the last 24 hours of now-dead celebrities. Oh. And one of them was Keith, Keith Moon out of The Who. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the thing that killed Keith Moon was he took too many tablets that was meant to be quelling his uh, addiction to alcohol. Oh, he had some yeah. of them that stopped you from wanting alcohol. Oh, yeah. But he was just taking them like smarties because that was what he was used to doing when someone gave him some pills. Yeah, well, that's it. He just took loads of them. If you've got an addictive personality, do you know what I mean? Then you tend to just think, oh, I liked that, so I'll keep taking it again and again and again <laughs> yeah. until it stops being nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was irresponsible to give them those pills. They're stupid, those fucking yeah. pills, anyway. They're not going to... They're not going to stop. They're, they're not going to fucking solve the problem. Keith Moon no. should have looked deeper. Well, it was 1978, wasn't it? They didn't do that kind of thing then. No. It was the same era as this freaking safety video that we're watching. Um. Oh, if you want some, if you want to have some um, laughs around the subject of addiction mm. and recovery, <laughs> the new John Mulaney stand-up special on Netflix is really good. Oh yeah, he's oh. good, isn't he? Yeah, it's really good. I've, have you? What's going on oh, there? Sorry, that's cookies outside the Vita Modular, and she's going demented. Stop it! That that grow grow up. Pull yourself together, you idiot! You're imagining Walking things. At you or anything in particular? No, like at the sky. Hang oh. on, I'm going to have to intervene. Okay. Right there. That's fine. I'll just um. Describe what's happening. Sam's walked what's across the, to the, the to the Vita Mudger. Will in. Cookie be joining us? Come in if she does, no doubt we can look forward to some uh, soil displacement from Come the plant in. that's in there. Okay. She's trying to Cookie, beckon Cookie into the Vita Modular. She doesn't want to come in. She's just barking at him. She seems to have lost her fucking mind. Sam is now um, has now left the Vita Modular, and he's returned now with Cookie in his arms, and I'm sure that will remedy the situation. Yes, can you still hear me? Did your headphones go out of range? Yeah, can you still hear me I'm now? here. I'm here now. You can hear me now, and you've got Cookie sit- sitting on your lap. Yeah, I've just got to calm her down. Slightly calmed. This will work for five minutes. How long have yeah. we got? To do? <laughs> How long have we got? How long are we contractually obliged to do about another eight or nine? But well, Cookie, you're going to have to fill in some gaps now. Fucking work for it. Work for your food. Cookie, you're going to have to put just her up near just the mic. Put her down, and she'll just she'll displace some of the soil on the floor again. She's sniffing good. the microphone quite closely. Can you hear her? All oh, right. Yeah. It's quite a nice sound, isn't I'll it? I'll be coming through on the on the. Oh yeah. You know, my daughter's, well, she's studying and she's listening to a playlist. Like she wants, like me, I, I, if I'm writing, I can only have like sort of like, I can't have music with lyrics. You know, I need sort of ambient noise to stay focused. And she's found yeah. a, a playlist on Spotify that she likes called Brown Noise. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar Brown with noise. this. It's, yeah. it's got sort of like quite industrial sounds and things like that. Yeah. I thought it, sounded, I it reminded me of Brown for, for, John. Yeah. A lot of people use it for trying to get to sleep now. Yeah, brown, brown noise brown seems noise. to work. Yeah, we should investigate that further. Oh, fuck's sake, dog. Stop it. Okay. Yep, all good. 
Everything well, seems to be calm now. No, she's barking again, but we might just have to live with it. What's she barking at? I don't know. It's, but she does this a lot. She like, there's nothing there. She's like heard something or smelled something. And she gets really angry and starts mm. like barking really grumpily. But I mean, she's such a pathetic looking dog. It's hilarious. Because it's like she's acting yeah. tough and trying to scare me. It's like she's the least scary dog you could ever fucking see. So it's actually embarrassing. And I say to her, I say, well, you're I mean, embarrassing yourself. I say, you, you know, you see this to me with, with Oscar in my life. Yeah, what well, does Oscar his... bark and try to act tough? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He barks at like other dogs when we're out for a walk. If, if yeah. they're on the other side of the road and he can't actually literally get to them. Yeah, he'll bark. When they come close to him, he's a bit more um, circumspect. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid fucker. Cookie adopts um, the um, submissive pose when she gets close to a big dog. So she runs right. over barking, and then when she gets within half a yard, she suddenly lies flat on her belly and makes herself as like right down low like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, that's dogs for you. Um, so we're looking at the the dangers around the offices. Open drawers. There are cables everywhere, tangled. Do offices still have cables in them? I'm not, not sure. Now. I've not been in an office for so long. Everything's cable free, isn't it? Yeah. There's stuff on high shelves. There's so many shelves in this film full of box files. It's and, an absolute mess. I mean, this office books, is a particularly is, bad oh. mess, to be fair. But in some ways, some things seem really old, like the big chunky telephones and the old typewriters. But in other ways, things seem like really... Like the files and the folders. Oh, have you got to the bit with the boobs yet? The what? Oh, because I've just been letting this play while we've been chatting. And there is... You said boobs? There's boobs. There is nipples coming up on this later in the in the film. Yes, I'm familiar with that, but I haven't got through it in my notes yet. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I've actually freeze-framed on it. It's uh, 1437. FYI, for anyone watching, any boob enthusiasts watching, you want to skip to that bit, um, and uh, it will come as no surprise to oh, anyone there they go. that the boobs are <laughs> pinned up <laughs> next to the office cunt's desk, <laughs> over the top of the health and safety poster. Yeah, and he points it. Up. He points it and laughs as he takes a cut as he walks out of the office with his colleague for lunch. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. Anyway, come on. <laughs> It's a four pints, then get back to it. It's a four pints and a pie. Office lunchtime drinking as well. That's that's oh, died to death. Yeah. That was that was that, that was still a thing when I was first working. There was a lot of office yeah. drinking. I mean I, well, actually, in the early noughties I got this job, it was my first television job and it was for this like really short lived youth TV channel called um Where It's At. And they, I, I went on a guest. Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I went on a, a, as a guest. It was filmed in the Trocadero in London. That's where their studios right. were. And That's so, where all the cool people used to hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And it was live, <laughs> and it was all glass around it. So you'd be doing a show from the studio with everyone like standing outside and walking by. It's quite a good idea. And they gave, they offered me a job. I was a journalist. They go, <clears throat> uh, someone invited me on because I, I knew a bloke who I'd worked with on a mag was producing there and he said come on and do a guest slot and talk about magazines so i did it went quite well fucking two days later the boss of the channel called up said do you want to present on the channel 
And I was like, I'd just lost a job. It was after Renter had gone down. So I was like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, if you're offering fucking money, I'll give it a crack. So I started doing it and um, I had straight in at the deep end. I had to start presenting a live show with barely any script or anything, like from day one for like three hours a day it was chaos it was a terrible channel it was like car crash tv three three hours a day three hours a day that i learned really quick i did it for about three months and i was doing like three three hour shows a day so i worked you know i worked out the end of my stint there like i'd done fucking so much live television having never done any before in my life and and was was there like features or were they cartoons on or stuff like very, that very 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 few it? but you would occasionally throw to like a vt and go okay now we're gonna watch this and then that would give you a, a little break but a lot of it because it was so low budget and low rent they didn't have a lot of extra content so a lot of the time you would just i remember i i interviewed dave courtney do you remember dodgy Dave Courtney on my first <laughs> yeah, show? I do, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's sitting there, and I'm interviewing him. But, again, there was no production. There was no, like, here are some notes, here are some questions. It was just like, Dave Courtney's on next, interview. And then someone in your ear would go, interview him. Right? So you're interviewing him. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I've never done any live TV before, live broadcast of any sort. I'm interviewing him, and I'm just thinking, fucking hell, I don't know what to do next. Like... I've been doing this for ages. Like, what am I going to do? I've got no notes. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. So I decided to offer him an arm wrestle (laughs) because I thought that would be entertaining. And, uh, yeah, I arm wrestled him. I mean, I was stick fucking thin in those days. Like, I was like a stick man. And he was a big bloke. Did he crush you? Yeah, he, he practically broke my fucking arm off. But um, mm. you know, I it t- I I was proud of myself for coming up with the idea. <laughs> Shut up! Whoa. I'm telling the Dave Courtney story. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I uh, you even heard of Dave Courtney? In the, it, a little dog. In between yeah. the shows, they had offices down in Wandsworth in like South London, and it was the summer, and it was all young people working there, and it was sort of lawless. There weren't any proper bosses, and we would go to the pub by the river every day and drink like five pints like yeah properly pissed out your fucking nut on five pints of like cronenberg on lunchtime yeah when i weighed like ten and a half stone and was like you know whatever 24 or something i was just every day just all over the fucking gaff stumbling about like a cunt um and that was a big drinking culture and that was like 2001 or something like that yeah, was that that the drinking was after you'd done your three hours though? It wasn't before. No, it wasn't. No, this was like on the days where we weren't doing a show because I'd only do the show two or three times a week at the studio, and on the days in between, you went into the production offices, which were in a different part of London, and right. planned the show. But yeah, yeah. It was like the there pub. was no one monitoring us, so we'd just go and get absolutely fucking smashed. Um, so that was probably good my times. main drinking job. Yeah, there were good times. Good times. We'll leave it there, I think. Um, you've got a bit of dog wrangling to do. Yeah, possibly. I'll wrangle. Oh, it's all right. Uh, My wife's back, so I'll take the dog across the, the across the room. But anyway, let's wrap it up. Uh, away. Next time, we'll have a look at a kipper tie and a really long um, burning fag end. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> someone tripping over a phone cable and uh, other hazards. And maybe some boobs, if we get that far through. I don't know. All right, then. Thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.